0: Transmissions yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? It's Al Lover um, coming at you with the Elevated Transmissions Podcast. Once again, this week we got my man Ryan Samble. Uh, from Austin, Texas, singer-songwriter out of this lovely city, and um, he used to be in a band called the Strange Boys, who I was a huge fan of before I knew Ryan, and then, um, you know, got to know Ryan, and uh, he's just a great dude. Funny guy, well-informed, smart, talented. What else can I say? You know, uh, it's a pleasure to have him on here. We had to make it brief uh, he was just about to leave for an upcoming tour, so he had to go get some stuff done before he gets out on the road. Um, but I really had a great time talking to Ryan, and uh, I think he had some great selections for y'all. So, um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this one, and um, here we are. This is Ryan Samble. They're split. It's like a mono split, so it's like only gonna come into like one
1: side of the uh Okay. Yeah. So I can put this one off.
0: Yeah, whatever you want. Yeah. So I can get that. Like you're about to stuff. mix a record. Okay. Wiki wiki.
1: What's up, dude? Nothing much. Uh let's see. Let's uh say something again. Check one, check two. Check right. one, check two, check Which, one, uh, check two. So you want me up on this? Yeah, I can also
0: uh like boost your level on the, after it's recording too. Boost
1: me in post,
0: dog. Yeah, boost you in post, dude. How you doing,
1: Ryan? I'm all I'm all right.
0: What's going down?
1: Just coming to your house, which is uh, old to me, but it's pretty surreal to be in this room, to be honest.
0: This is a surreal room. I mean, just just in general, I know that it's got history like within this town, but just in terms of how this house is laid out, like it's a fucking weird house. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a trap door that we're gonna come upon at some point.
1: I think it might be the front door.
0: Yeah, yeah. You fall into a pit once you fucking uh,
1: go through that front door. A pit of cocaine and loose morals. Is it? That- It's like, is your podcast is not nationally syndicated? If we're gonna, oh,
0: dude, I'm talking. I don't give a fuck. I'm down to normalize everything, (laughs) dude. Fuck it. I don't. I don't know why people. It's like, dude, if you're gonna do cocaine, just talk about it. You know, no one gives a fuck. I know. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, (laughs) who cares? Well, (coughs) I mean, we're smoking weed right now. This is Texas. See, I still have a. I still fucking in my mind. I'm still in California. You know what I'm saying in terms of
1: that's how I feel when I go to California, but with Texas mind.
0: Yeah, you're all like trying to like hide in the corner to smoke some weed, and she'd be like, "Hey man, let's <laughs> let's go behind the bleachers and smoke this man. Like we need to keep now, it on the DL
1: nowadays. You just you get screamed at more for smoking cigarettes, Mm-hmm. which is good, I think. I mean, it's a, if you're gonna get screamed at, it's a better reason. At least it's real.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think so too.
1: At least it's probably something you should uh, change or consider but um how are you i'm good i'm good uh just
0: got back in town from california so that was nice real nice spent like three weeks in sf uh after tour and um yeah it was a blast i always have a good time in that
1: town especially
0: since i don't have to pay rent there anymore yeah (laughs) (laughs) makes
1: it way more enjoyable you're about to be out there huh Yeah, for the first time in a long time. Since you were living there? No, but this would be the first... I don't think I've played there... Yeah, I don't think I've played there since... Strange Boys had one last show there for that last record. And so I don't think I've performed there since then. I saw I was at that show. Probably. That was a good one. That was a fun tour, you know, everyone yeah, you was... you guys a, played
0: the Parkside, right? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, remember that gig. Right. Yeah.
1: Everyone was, uh, you know, the oldest we've ever been, so it was uh, it was a mature show.
0: Yeah, a mature, very mature, <laughs> the mature tour. That's you now, dude, your, your mustache is looking hella mature. Thank you, thank
1: you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you are becoming the singer-songwriter that you're becoming, huh?
1: It's the easiest thing I've ever done.
0: Yeah, natural.
1: Well, and only uh, it's exactly because of everything I did before. So, yeah, it's uh, natural that uh, it's easy, uh, as easy as it can possibly be. Uh, And by that, I guess natural, yeah. Yeah, to do it now. But uh, Julian and I and Chris, Julian, Julian Neal and Chris Catalina and I did a session yesterday, the last one at Cedar Creek. Ooh. So...
0: That's a good trio right there, dude. Yeah. It's the Holy Trinity.
1: And one of the songs was written... Um, right before Julie and I went to Europe and then changed when we got there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then changed when I got back home. And the other one was written uh, three days ago. So that's about as fast as you can go. So yeah. If I write a song three days ago when I wake up... Um, Brad Bell shows up at Cedar Creek at the trailer sets up mics julian and chris come over i teach julian gets to hear the songs one of the songs a few more times chris is gets he to playing hear the drums song. no no one's playing drums oh okay yeah we left that off for this one
0: that's easier to tour with for sure yeah i guess so, if you get everything backlined, then it's not that bad but
1: yeah i mean it's uh the i guess that's what i was saying is as, as it's easy as it's over a decade now doing uh songwriting so i turned 30 last month i'm, I'm happy a,
0: birthday bro <laughs> <belated>. <laughs> thank you thank you, you old far- atm
1: told me that the other day or yesterday the
0: automatic teller machine yeah
1: wells fargo wished me an, a belated birthday by atm i felt like i was standing there waiting for this money to come out right and I it's felt like, a birthday like the birthday card. I felt like the ATM felt an an awkward silence and didn't know what to say. <laughs> so it just came up on the screen. Hey, didn't you have a birthday last month? And it had a little birthday cake with a candle in it. And it said happy belated because I mean it, it knew it was wow. late.
0: dude, the AI you were just talking about your uh, your iPod. Exactly, it it sensed an awkward. There's the the
1: ATM of- picked up an awkward silence while I was waiting for it to give me what i wanted
0: so that means the atm that means the atm might have been a little nervous
1: i think the atm picked up the, my yeah <laughs> my oh you like, were like uh, mm, it smelled yeah. it because it was like uh you know is that overdraft fee gonna kick in today or tomorrow and uh you know it's like a little sugar before the poison or before the poison. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know well, who was getting sugar and who was getting poison i don't know <laughs> But I know that's the last time I'm gonna to talk to one of those Wells Fargo ATMs for a minute. <laughs> yeah, you might wanna, uh, you might wanna switch banks,
0: maybe Credit Union. Credit Union, bro. It's time. I still have my Credit Union in San Francisco. And firefighters. I can just, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a man. good one. Represent. No, I still. Did like, you just
1: do a hook 'em horns for yes, it, SF it? Firefighters? Hell
0: yeah! Hook <laughs> them. It's fucking rock and roll, bro. Uh, but yeah, like I. Um, they got the little app on the phone. I can just, like, if I get a check, I can just, you know, snap a little f- picture of it and do direct deposit. Super can you easy. take a
1: picture of your cash? I
0: was wondering when they're going to fucking do that.
1: I hope they never do.
0: Well, I feel like cash will be gone by that point. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's kind of like uh, your grandfather... 20 years from now we'll be like take a picture of my money you're like what you know what are you talking about it's like a uh, hundred years ago some crazy grandfather saying like oh, you know bury me with my confederate money <laughs> or here here's a here's a million dollars in confederate bills
0: take a picture of my money so I can have it on the, in the cloud when I die
1: yeah I heard from a a well-known source in Portugal that there's no such thing as the cloud yeah it's just wording
0: do you remember that uh, Simpsons episode where it has like the front page news and it's got the old man and he's yelling into the sky and it says, old man yells at cloud? <laughs> and I thought it would be funny to do one that's just like make a meme that says, old man yells at iCloud.
1: Just put I in it. Yeah, that's, that's it. modern.
0: Man, postmodern. <laughs> so, Ryan Sambal, is that how you pronounce
1: your name? I just say Sambal.
0: Sambal. Yeah. Ryan Sambal. Lazier. I like that. So you've decided how to pronounce your last name, or that's you, how
1: everyone's always said it. in, that my, is in my family. In your family, sample. But we're a classic American family. We have uh, not a very good recollection of where we come from.
0: That's kind of yeah. That's the the. It's pretty much everybody, huh?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, guess you
0: can you can you can do the genealogy test. Have you ever done that? No. Mm, I haven't either. I feel like my grandma said she did. And I know that I got like Swedish, English, and um, German heritage, but I mean from whatever region or uh, town or whatever, I have no idea. I don't know. I'm Aryan enough. Air it out. Air it out, dude. (laughs) So um, yeah, you're back. You just got back from Europe, speaking of which, Mm -hmm. how was it?
1: It was pretty good. Yeah. It's nice to see uh, Mr. Tim Presley again. Yeah, how was that motherfucker? He's doing pretty dang good. Your record's uh, pretty dang good. I'd never met Kate LeBon before. Uh, okay. Was she so, she
0: was in the band, she was on the road with him? Yeah, it
1: was uh drinks was playing the Lagos Who Festival as well, so oh, they yeah, did cool. a drink show and then the uh, gentleman that Kate LeBon has for her band mm-hmm. was backing up Tim. With Kate playing cool. for Tim's new solo record, and uh, they are just a jolly saucy crew. Yeah, yeah.
0: That sounds fun. They made man.
1: me fall in love with uh, Anglican people again. Oh yeah, Anglo-Sax Anglo-Saxon people again.
0: You had a you had a, a brief stint of. Oh,
1: they're Welsh, so I don't know. I still have been. Um, we uh, I think they promised to research. The Marx Brothers in baseball, and I promise to research Wales.
0: Ah, John Cale.
1: Yeah, Welsh. Yeah,
0: one of the finest Welshmen, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know any Welshmen.
1: That's why I'm saying I think I think we uh, we owe it to him. Now I feel I owe it to Wales and the Welsh people to know more about them because the ones I've met, mm-hmm. Kate Bonn and her crew, mm-hmm. solid, solid folks.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. there's people like that everywhere. I mean, yeah. of every of every descent, I guess. There's assholes of every descent too, but yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not really up on the Welsh on Welsh culture either.
1: Welsh, we got work to do.
0: Welsh. <laughs> so uh, maybe we should start with the uh, a little Tim Presley.
1: Yeah, why not?
0: Yeah, since uh, <clears throat> that's a nice little segue. So the track from Tim is what's the name of the track again?
1: Uh Morse. Yeah. I believe it's about a cat named Morse. Oh,
0: that's a good name for a fucking cat.
1: But you got if you have, you have Tim on your show?
0: Uh, I think I would like to get Tim on my show. I'm going to ask him next time I see him. Or uh maybe uh let him know. Just hey. Ask him in a dark alley. Be like, "Hey man, want to be on my show, Tim?" What do you think? Alright, let's uh, check it out. This is Tim Presley off his new record, The Wink, with Morris.
2: You me morning Always peace as Hello, Morris No, you can't Eat that food again Let me know when let me know when Make the most of it And tell me that I'm ugly Don't ever put me on the moon again Don't ever see the moon again I on me and you can be excellent if you don't know Sail back a morning The most of it, and tell you that I love you. Don't ever put me on the moon again. Don't ever see the moon again. So that was
0: Tim Presley with Morris. Off the Kate Lebon produced record, you can chew into the mic. It's cool. Okay. I don't give a fuck. Um, the Wink with the track more so that actually the way that track is, uh, I guess the way it's written, it sounds the most like a White Fence track for his newer stuff. I feel like
1: yeah, I could, I
0: could, I, I can hear that. Yeah, you bring the mic closer. I can hear that. Yeah. I can hear you now, too. Uh, so, yeah, you were saying uh, this is the Kate Lebon produced record, and she was obviously part of Drinks as well. hmm And, um, man, yeah, she's a beast. Not to discredit Tim at all, but she's killing it right now.
1: There's enough credit to go around. That's true. To share. <clears throat> yeah, I like... Uh, I didn't hear the record until the... F- I got a copy from Tim the first night when we met in uh, Amsterdam. Mhm. And then compact disc? Yep. Nice. And uh, uh a couple nights later I listened to it in um uh, a little private time in the hotel room and How did you listen headphones. to it?
0: Did oh, you have a C- a disc? I put disc it on hand? my
1: computer and then put it on this little pod. On the pod. Yeah. I laid down at the uh, Etap, tap Tapped in What's that? The hotel
0: Ah uh, What city?
1: I think the first time that I got to listen to it alone was in Paris
0: That's fitting I feel like it's uh, got a Parisian vibe
1: Yeah Everything Tim does has a little swagger to it
0: Oh, swag! <laughs> he's the swag master, dude Swagger vet, right? Yeah, man Yeah That's true a veteran of swag. But yeah, I really like what I've heard. I haven't listened to the whole record yet, but I like what I've heard.
1: It was cool to listen to it for the first time completely alone on headphones uh, all in one go. Yeah? Yeah, I haven't done that with um, a friend's album in a long time, and it was it was cool to do with Tim in that time, because I hadn't seen him in a while, so I had some some real time. Yeah. Which, as we both know, when you're... Away from someone in the business we're in, you hear about them a lot as well, but you're not yeah. around them. And then when you're around them again, you really know I don't want to say the truth, but um, you know, you know, if they're still. Well, you see the other side
0: of it. You, you know, you see, see the lo- human, all the size. The as human side. There are many sides as you can. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but there's not much humanity in PR. That's true.
0: No, or social media, I feel like. So it, it is weird. This like It's this presentation of what obviously more so in the music world but also just in social media it's this presentation of what whoever wants to be presented with the hue it it takes like a human element out of it i feel like
1: tim and and i were talking about that too yeah you have to send a text message to a buddy or you got to see that buddy in person to know if they're still on the level in a certain way that you can't tell with their social media sometimes or their the PR campaigns that they have to do for whatever record they're promoting.
0: Yeah, it is It is a weird thing. The cool thing is that, that
1: you're... I've found that you're very rarely let down by your friends.
0: I would have to say that, yeah, I. I, I at this point in my life, I mean, I, I feel like I've been lucky enough to never really felt let down by any of my friends, which is a good feeling. But... um yeah, I guess. I guess, in this regard, you know, you never know what someone's going through. <coughs> Thank you for trying to hang on there, man.
1: I said some. This guy said to me the other day, "If you, if you don't cough, you don't get off." <laughs> uh, and I looked at him, and oh, I looked at him and I said, "If it rhymes, it's a waste of time." And it ended the conversation there. But that's true because what you what you're saying is also in the very same conversation that I had with Tim in the back of the van on the way to Paris, actually, when we got invited to be in the van because Julie and I were taking trains, and we were late to the second gig. They're like, all right, motherfucker. Goddamn man, we'll make room. Yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) But we did, we were there, we were in time, and we did eat dinner with them, so we did make it. If you're in
0: time for dinner, then you're on time.
1: We left Harlem, uh, and we tried to make it to uh, Brussels, and we got on, you know, we, we had some, we had that experience when you're on a train, and then it just ends Oh yeah, and then the everyone there's no one else on there, oh, yeah. and then the conductor tells you how so, to go back. Time to go. Yeah, yeah. So uh, in another language, but, in, nonetheless. but yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, uh-huh. that look at so dude, the fortunate. look on your
0: face, like the the look on your face in Europe when you're just like, uh.
1: Yeah, it's a yeah. You see it a lot. It's a real thing. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But.
1: No, it's. Uh, I was just trying to get to the bottom of it, or what I was trying to say is that. uh in that same conversation with Tim in the van, we were laughing about how uh, most of it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. uh, and it's part of, it's out of the control of the the person it's representing, the, the PR, PR or yeah, the social yeah, yeah. media. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, there's a, cl- a, a very blurry line, not a clear line, a very blurry line between what um, what responsibilities is an artist beholden to, and to who? I don't. And and Tim and I both kind of came to the conclusion that when you see someone you haven't seen in a while, and they're they've been doing their thing and you've been doing your thing, mm-hmm. the 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 least amount of judgment you bring to that meeting again, um, always the better you are. Um, at listening to whatever's going on with that person. And you can pick up, is this the day to catch up with my buddy? Or is this the day to say, sup? Yeah. There's a big fucking difference. And uh, when a lot of the people we know, you and I, they mm-hmm. tore so much. And, and so, yeah. you know, that night they show up in your town. It depends on how you show up to their show, how you're acting. and I completely agree. Yeah, there's messages sent. You show up with... A bunch of stuff that that person that you know better, you know, mm-hmm. hey man, where you been? Where you going next? Yeah, Hi, yeah. What's been going on? How's blah blah blah? Oh, your girlfriend broke up with you. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I loved her. Blah blah blah, and you know, your friend's just looking at you like, ow, what the fuck man, you know, I feel like
0: people look at me like that often because I'm just excited to see people. Well, everyone is that's the thing, you have to
1: learn how to curb it, right? true because it, but it takes one to know. It's like I said to Tim, uh, also at the that. night in Brussels when we were hanging out at a bar with all these people Mm -hmm. I said Tim it's been so long since I've done some serious touring I forgot you have to talk (laughs) so much and you have oh, to tell man. the same story all the time. You know, like, where you live in, yeah. Who are you living with? How's it going? How's blah, blah, blah. How's this? How's that? Hey, do you remember seven years ago when we played uh, Billiardino <laughs> in, uh, you know, uh, Ghent? And you're like, no. I
0: don't remember I don't. shit.
1: <laughs> but I'm I'm happy we did it, and I'm yeah. glad you're here now. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a hard line not to be a jerk, but at the same time, people are mo- uh, oftentimes jerks to you and then get mad at you for being a jerk, but they don't realize it because, like you said it's excitement and it's love and well, you, they want to yeah. hang out and they they care for you and you want to have empathy for that too yeah. you know what i'm saying and of and course I,
0: I get that a lot too i mean probably not as much as you guys but there's a there's an aspect of people that'll come up and just be like yeah i was at this show blah 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah and i'm just like He's like, yeah, we met. We had a beer. And I'm just like,
3: man, (laughs)
1: thanks for coming tonight. Yeah. What are you (laughs) supposed to say? But hey, man, it's great to see you again. Thank you for coming out tonight. And then once you do that and you can set it on the level of being like, okay, cool. Then you can have a real conversation about something going on in the moment or like, like what do we got next?
0: I just always crack jokes. That's my like, I feel like that's the best, the best way.
1: You're not cracker.
0: I am. I'm a cracker. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, I just, I just feel like that's, that's a way it's like not to be too interjective into someone's like personal life, but just be like, Hey, let's just pop some shit and you know, like keep it moving.
1: Have a good time. Yeah.
0: Have a good time. Cause it is, it is tough, man. I mean, like being on the road, you have, there's so much stress and, and like you were saying, like if you're catching, like, like for me, I'm always on a plane mm. or uh, a train or anything, something over there. So it's like, you, you carry get a lot records of
1: records with you. No, I, well, when I when I tour over there, I play like my own stuff. So okay, it's like so the weird. You got your stuff going, like you had over at Trip Charlie's that time I saw you outside. Playing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That cool. kind of thing. Do you are you doing like round robin stuff like you're doing with other DJs?
0: No, that was my uh, that was my buddy um, Height. That was cool. That was his
1: concept, and he tours with that. I know a lot of people that do DJ nights that are more. Are you, do you have any papers? Yeah, I got a paper. Um... Go ahead, keep talking. But more um, shows like that or DJ uh, nights that incorporate uh, more of a collective and it really makes I think the music of the night cooler because instead of one person playing only what they have, it's fi- like I know these dudes in uh, Bechero across the river from Lisbon mm-hmm. in Portugal. And they, when they DJ, they have like a, a DJ collective, kind of. It's always at least two of them or three of them, and they'll play two songs, and the next guy will do it, or one song and one song and one mm-hmm. song and one song. And it's these three completely different... Musical tastes. And so it makes the whole night more interesting because it's not just one person's stash and that person getting progressively more drunk and turning up the volume. Yeah. It's like the person gets to play a song, be the DJ, walk into the crowd, hear how loud the speakers are, hear what they want to play, then react to what their friend played. That's what's so cool. It's like, now I can't play this song because this person just played this kind of song. No, okay, I got to think really fast. What song am I going to play? Boom. Whenever
0: I do DJ sets, um, with other people, I really, I always ask, I'm like, can we just do like two or three and then switch off? Cause that's cool. I feel like it it keeps the energy going and it can get like when I'm DJing, if I'm DJing by myself, uh, for extended periods of time, which sometimes is up to like four or five hours of just being there. Like, you know, you have in Mm -hmm. brief interactions with people, but, uh, you know, you kind of got to stay on your job. Uh, yeah, it gets boring and sometimes I think that can be reflected in the crowd like if totally. you're bored if, you, if you're bored on stage if you seem bored the crowd you know the crowd picks like up it. on that yeah
1: of course yeah. no one wants to see that
0: no um, but yeah so yeah like when I'm touring over there it's like with the synth and then the computer and loops and shit like cool. that cool so it's, it's so like you got like a metal
1: briefcase cash and trains
0: yeah I got a I got a Pelly nice uh, little Pelican case like a
1: Coco Pelly
0: Coco Pelly I don't know what a Coco Pelly is <laughs>
1: Look it up, man. I'll Google it. Or Someone I leave
0: it in the comments.
1: Like, I think you're going to like them. Co Oh, Coco Pelli? A mythical. It's a, it's a story. Okay. It's more than that for a lot of other people, though. I do love a good story. Is it got a archetypal? It's uh, only archetypal. It's archetypal? Archetypes only. <laughs> Archetypes only? <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, what do you want to listen to next? Speaking of archetypes, maybe we should go to one of the rock and roll archetypes. How about um,
1: keep on pushing?
0: That's a rock and roll archetype for sure. So the Impressions, obviously Curtis Mayfield's group uh, before he was the Superfly '70s soundtrack genius. That's how I was introduced to Curtis Mayfield. Yeah, I hadn't heard any of the Impressions stuff. I probably had heard it on maybe oldies radio or something, but mm-hmm. obviously it was the um, um, Superfly soundtrack. Yeah, and uh, some of his other solo stuff. Where'd you first come about, old Mister Mayfield?
1: Um, the first time I ever heard Curtis Mayfield's name is probably in some sort of Dylan or band uh, kind of documentary snippet where they show you know uh, um, Robbie in the studio Mm -hmm. and he probably said you know we're all just trying to write Curtis Mayfield songs and like you know we we just I just wanted to play guitar like Curtis Mayfield and then it will cut to leave on it'll be just like oh yeah you know we heard um, uh, we heard the You know we're listening to the impressions And you know hanging love out with that. Little Richard At the bar and then it, Little Richard You know whatever <laughs> yeah. I think I just started hearing his name and then uh, You know the Hill brothers Jesse Hill and Daniel Hill No. Daniel and I make all those Videos together and uh, Jesse and Daniel have been Friends of mine for a really long Time since I moved to Austin and, okay. uh About a couple of years ago before I moved out of Daniel's house I was living with him I took Jesse made me uh, Like a hard drive copy Of all his music that he has And Jesse has great taste in music It's a good friend Yeah and he uh, And along with that It was uh, the record Just called Curtis And that was like The first one I actually heard and
0: It's the one where he's got The yellow suit on right? Sitting on the cover?
1: Yeah he's He's looking pretty super fly Move But Move On Up is a, on there right? Uh Let's yeah, move on up. and the yeah. and the uh the what the, the the tracks they've added to that record since its original release are really cool. The demos, oh like demos and shit yeah like that? Power to the People demo where oh, it's wow. just like a nylon string guitar and it's a really chill oh. demo and Ooh. Curtis is just kind of grooving through it. But it was stuff like that. And then listening to, finally to the Impressions getting back to it and then seeing how they're you know splitting up the word Hallelujah into three bursts. Ha, Lelu yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just cool, just uh, and also um, with the dynamic of their voices and and how many voices Curtis could do, but at the same time the silence, and then one voice will come in, another voice will come in, and uh, there's always a little bit of guitar, and the drums is are always really quiet. Mm-hmm. So then it kind of led me the more and more I listened to impression stuff, I realize there's a lot of, there's a lot, you're hearing that you're not hearing, and that's got to be the, that's the craft of the song. So songs like this, um, or, uh, um, what's the,
4: uh, um, do, 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 do. just get
0: on board. train to coming train to yeah. coming yeah
5: whatever that is What's a, whatever that song that is
1: song, yeah i mean people that's a perfect song get ready, people get ready people get ready okay yeah. so we know people get ready but we don't know i mean i didn't remember the name that's i knew that perfect. was the
0: song that you were going to be talking of course about, but though, that yeah. sums yeah. it up
1: right because yeah. that song that's like uh change is going to come mm-hmm. or uh you know certain songs that are just there's a bunch of sliced stone songs i think that are like that too that They seem to exist before, but are channeled through them. And that's the one you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's uh, Curtis represents that for me, for sure.
0: So I got to get you this copy of this CD, since you love CDs. And you still got a computer that's got a CD drive on it, because that's few and far between these days.
1: Yeah, I'm not upgrading until I have to
0: fuck a upgrade dude i hate that shit but anyhow <laughs> so i used to work at that store in san francisco rookie ricardo's yeah that record store and uh so dick makes cds mm-hmm. of uh i got a couple of his those. collection yeah so he's got one called courtesy call cool. and it's all curtis mayfield impressions imitations <laughs> like all the all the bands that were trying to sound like him. it is fucking incredible Wow! Courtesy well, call. I'll get you a copy next cool. time I'm in SF. I would or love if to be included
1: by. on one of those one time. Yeah. Not in, not not in my own songs, but as as a Curtis impersonator. Because if someone said to me, "I would like," to you're s- nothing but a Curtis Mayfield impersonator. I would say thank you. <laughs> they, I'm getting paid to be a Curtis Mayfield impersonator. Thank you. I mean, you gotta I did get it. Yourself
0: a yellow suit, man.
1: Uh, you know, it's the it's the yellow suit on the inside, not the outside. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh man. That's it is. It is right. So here's the impressions with uh keep on pushing.
4: Keep on pushing. Keep on pushing. I've got to keep on pushing. Mm-hmm. I can't stop now. Strength. And it don't make sense not to keep on pushing.
0: that was the impressions uh a band a band of curtis mayfield's uh earlier in his career with the track keep on pushing and yeah that's a that's a jam man and just i mean the the power that i think his music had at that time um is something that's pretty fucking incredible
1: you've heard curtis live it's just one uh recorded concert that he did. No, I haven't heard it. Of mostly songs from the Curtis album. Okay. Uh, but check that out and you can see real the the power in action because the the response from the crowd mm-hmm. and the way it, the how many times he breaks it down and just talks. Yeah. And how everyone listens and then responds, but is also taught they're talking at the same time in a uh participatory way. Mhm. You know, there's some people in the crowd you hear, and they are playing with the... Rec- you know, they're on the recording in this way that's really magical that you you can hear exactly what you just were referring to.
0: Yeah. That... Uh, I just had Matt Jones from uh, Castle Face on here recently. Oh, cool. Yeah, and he had uh, one of the uh, Sam Cook live... Um, what's that club in Miami? That The Harlem, whatever it is, the one of one of the most revered like live albums obviously yeah but uh and there was he did uh i can't remember which track he picked but um it's the same thing like you can hear the crowd so engulfed yeah and you know like you know sam cook it's it's a li- it wasn't ever released until the 80s because they thought back in the day that it was too rough you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it was like too black to, re- to release mm-hmm. uh especially There's a lot for, of ways to say it yeah yeah but i think that's the realest way to say it uh and So you and you can just hear that participatory. It's a hard word to say today. It is. Well, I'm also stone to the bone, so I can't really. uh, I'm mumbling and all that.
1: Let's push it.
0: Let's push it. Shall we push it forth? Keep on. What do you think? This is your list.
1: Let's see what we got here.
0: We got. Living without you. In There's the life. three Nielsen songs. Uh huh. Yeah, that album.
1: Uh. Nielsen sings Newman. That was yeah. another one that was included. With that Jesse Hill downloads, but um, mm-hmm. I uh, didn't end up sitting with that album until a couple months ago. Living in New York for a month, and my buddy had it in his record collection, and so I put it on his. Uh, t- uh, turntable and fell asleep to it and woke up to it every morning pretty much i mean that um, yeah. just blew me away and then going back and listening to randy's original versions randy newman's original versions of G-man. those songs i
0: didn't really realize <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't Are you didn't,
1: referring to him as a genius he's a g he's a g <laughs> but uh <laughs>
0: A genius as well, but also, like, I, you know, when I was a kid, like, you hear Randy Newman, you're like, what's this Kermit the Frog sound, and dude, like, you know? And then as you grow up, you realize, like, how many songs he wrote, yeah, yeah. and, like, what he was kind of behind, and I you mean, know also the, movie, his the solo Natural? career.
1: Huh? You know the movie The Natural? No. He wrote the soundtrack for that. So That's a movie uh, with Robert Redford, and he's kind of a baseball player that could have been somebody, but had a little trouble. Gotcha. had to run away yeah. but you know the da 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 when he hits a home run into the uh lights it. well no I'm, uh, go ahead yeah, yeah it's, it's archetypal all right, <laughs> all right. <A>
0: hero's journey
1: <laughs> yeah you know the song uh randy uh mr newman wrote that so i'm yeah i'm trying the to hero's point journey out his soundtrack well, i'm trying i don't care about heroes i'm talking about <laughs> it came at a really good time okay. to hear really beautiful versions, perfectly executed and mm-hmm. recorded uh, by a master of of the studio, Harry Nielsen. He was. and w- with, with so much natural talent. And then hear the original version that Randy did in the studio as a real uh, late coming Tin Pan Alley Jew. Mm-hmm. new yorker yeah and to hear those versions of the song and how different the tempo was and how janky, it just gave me so much uh, uh it filled me with joy to see to fall in love with both sides and people like me songwriters like me mm-hmm. it's a dream to hear a nielsen version of a newman song because that's what uh you know if I can't sing like Curtis, if I can't sing like Nielsen, I can always write a song like Newman, and someone will 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 bring out another side of beauty that uh you know happened to come to me, but I wasn't able to sing it like you. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. No, I mean I think that's the beauty of covering songs, and I mean I think that's the beauty of sampling too. You know, you take this element oh, of yeah. uh, some someone that has come before, or I mean even the oral tradition or folk tradition. It's like the 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 archetype gets put out there, mm-hmm. and and then it's filtered through the individual's own experience and perspective, and has and has this whole new life it gets pushed out there and then maybe someone else discovers it through the certain version and then come back to the original source and and be able to appreciate it um if it's something even that maybe you had like looked over in the past yeah yeah but um yeah so uh you got a couple of these tracks on here uh the harry Nilsson uh plays randy newman and so this is the first one the i'll be home shall we
1: Yeah, let's dedicate this to uh, Andrew Costigan and Cedar Creek.
0: Represent.
3: I'll be home. I. When your nights are troubled, and you're all alone When you're feeling down, and need some sympathy Then there's no one else around to keep you You can always count And wherever
1: new Star Wars coming out. You're like right in the middle of vibing out. It was awesome. Like I didn't, there was nothing spoken either. It was just drone attack.
0: So that's uh the Nilsen, the one and only Nilsson Schmilson. You know, that was the, uh the first record I got from him was the Schmilson, mm-hmm. Son of Schmilson. Mm-hmm. Uh And I bought it just for the cover um, at a thrift store when I was probably like 18, 19. And I was like, this is going to be some crazy, weird, like, heavy rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I got it and put it on, and it was, like, the most <laughs> mellow shit ever. And I kind of discredited it. And um, I was like, you know what? I, I don't want to hear that. And then I got the other – what's the other one where he's standing in the robe in the kitchen?
1: Nilsson Schmielsen. Nilsson Schmielsen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so there's Son the of and then there's Nilsson Schmielsen. Mm-hmm. I think that's the more uh, – that's the one. That's the first one I saw.
0: Yeah. So, um, I got that record cause I, re- I, recognized the name and I just bought it randomly. It wasn't like, I wasn't really into him or anything. And, uh, and I was like, Oh, you know what? This is all right. And then I uh, obviously like, you know, you, you, I saw the documentary about him, mm-hmm. um, and his whole tie-in with like John Lennon and everything and you know his scene at uh, the scene uh, he was in New York right was he was an
1: influential dude yeah. yeah
0: he really was and uh it really it was really cool to see that backstory to really understand and, and appreciate what he contributed to music
1: yeah and he was coming from he was that weird uh 60s child middle ground from Wearing a suit and going to the office that's just a piano in a room, Mm -hmm. writing songs, and then you know, going to LA and doing that same thing, but then you know, the suit slowly (laughs) falls away, and you just you're in a uh, sandbox with a piano in a robe, or what you know, whatever you want to. Yeah, you know, he's a perfect example of the good and bad that comes with that particular time in uh, American music. You know, he was a perfect. He was there when the dudes were banging it out. Mm-hmm. The, the, the ladies and dudes were banging it out on pianos uh, nine to five. And then he went from, you know, to L.A. recording whatever you want in the middle of the night, out of your mind on blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> it's cool. I, th- I think he's a, he's a perfect example of a um, very recently modern songwriter, you know. He represents a bunch of schools.
0: Yeah, I mean that seems like that was probably I mean, obviously there was songwriters post the seventies, obviously like, you know, just like sitting there like that's their nine to five job, they go up and write songs and then they the record label A and an artist to like perform the hits or whatever. Nashville, yeah, yeah, LA, yeah, for sure. But I, I feel like after the seventies that did seem to change. That 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 idea of that cool like guy behind the scenes that was still like uh, lee hazelwood is a good example you know one of those it just dudes.
1: changed you know mm-hmm. look at uh in sync and britney spears and backstreet boys and uh destiny's child yeah uh, most of those songs were written by one of three um it's either du- uh no not dutch um danish or swedish dudes Really? Yeah. I didn't it's know that. a like yeah, and so they exist. There's a Of course they're still there. And then look at a, a bunch of um uh R and B producers in the same sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um with the one side of pop being R and B and the other side of pop being this still white version. So you have this um acceptable pop and then the pop that is sometimes not and sometimes is. Mm-hmm. And with that, it just seems like um, it still exists. They're just, it, it's just changed. Yeah. It definitely does. I guess does. the cool
0: factor <laughs> isn't there. You know what I'm saying? Like where, where someone that was writing the songs could come out and, and kind of have their own career and mm-hmm. have their own swag, for lack of a better word, and be able to kind of like explore that. I feel like it's less, there's less of an opportunity now maybe. Well,
1: um, when maybe that the producer guy, Sam, uh, What's his name? Phillips? No, I'm talking about modern day. I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, who do
0: you, what do he produce?
1: I don't know. It, it, this is all stuff that I, Sam. I don't Sam.
0: I don't know the... Uh, See, this is my point. You don't know. You don't know who this motherfucker yeah, is. Yeah, but I'm
1: not cool. <laughs> That's my point. We're not cool, Al. We're sitting in your room smoking weed at, at noon. <laughs> everyone yeah. who's everyone who's actually cool now, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that people will then look back on and be like, "Oh, you know, it's not like this guy anymore." But we're not participating with them necessarily. That's true. I guess I, I would like to be a represent a representative of. It's the song remains the same. You know, it's the same thing. We're just we're just too close to it to see it the way we can talk about Sam Phillips.
0: Yeah, I wonder if uh, anyone, you know, 60 years down the line will be sitting in the living room stoned in the afternoon talking about us.
1: Um, It'll be interesting to see, but... I don't think we'll ever know. Well, no, and we'll probably be dead, but 60, I know for a fact, 60 years prior 60. to this day, there were people sitting in a living room getting high saying, I wonder if people are going to be talking about us 60 years from now. Yeah. Yeah, no, know in for this, a
0: fact. In this actual living room?
1: Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but I do know, um, I'm a reader, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I didn't get to attend university. I didn't either. But, you know, we know our stuff, right? So mm-hmm. we're not uh, ignorant enough to think that both ways, uh, it will work out. I think it will work out. <laughs>
0: Whatever, however it's supposed to, as the world keeps on turning. <laughs> so uh, shall we get jazzy? Shall we size?
1: Yeah, we got uh, nine minutes. Let's right. load
0: them up. Let's load them up. All right, so the next one is uh, Duke Ellington meets Coleman Hawkins, which obviously everyone knows who uh, Duke Ellington is, but I don't know who Coleman Hawkins is. Well, you're going to find out. Let's check it out, and then maybe you can give me a brief history
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> of Coleman Hawkins. Well, it's like a, with most, uh, with all great jazz musicians, you know, when someone says, "It's so, a," you, you know, you just got to, now you know a name, mm-hmm. so now any time you see Coleman Hawkins' name on a you know jazz album as a player, you know, the players are always listed. Oh, yeah. You have a new name in uh, Duke. Ellington is a great name and yeah. Coleman Hawkins is a great name and there's about a billion other great jazz names in that I think I'd like that about classical and jazz music the most is what um, all you need is a name and you got a, a lifetime and a worth uh, a lifetime's worth of attempts at beauty
0: yeah so let's uh let's check out the Rick Tick by Duke Ellington and Coleman Rick-a-tick. the Rick a Tick duke ellington meets coleman hawkins
1: check out the violin on this track
0: So yeah the violin
1: yeah when when you are the song's going to be all in full on this i oh, am the whole
0: I'm playing the whole cool. song yeah, yeah. I'm editing in editing in the whole song
1: when everyone uh when everyone really gets going and then the violin comes in last or viola whatever's being played it's, yeah. it's pretty cool when it starts to go
0: it's got kind of that like uh i guess for lack of a better term kind of that gypsy jazz like Almost totally. like a Django Reinhardt kind of sounding. Yeah. What, thing. what was
1: Django's violin player's name that they like know. hated each other but they loved each other when they were playing? Yeah. It yeah. It might even be him. Maybe. I wouldn't even be surprised if it was him. But.
0: We'll have to check the notes. I mean, hopefully the players are all listed.
1: They always are.
0: That's how I used to buy jazz records when I was really into jazz. because um, I was, you know, I knew that a bunch of hip hop sampled jazz, mm-hmm. so I started just buying up all the jazz that I could. And, yeah, that was always the coolest aspect of it is you could always turn over the cover, see who was playing, mm-hmm. and then you kind of get a, a better understanding of, of um, the whole community kind of yeah. and uh, how how they were all kind of intermingling and playing on each other's stuff. And obviously mm-hmm. there were scenes around different towns and stuff like that. But, uh, of course.
1: Well, it, yeah, it's, it's cool in that way when you see the players that they're not... Uh more often than not, you're reading a real lifer's name. Yeah. Um, by the nature of what it takes to be a great jazz musician and also just the basic way the industry worked from the beginning. Mm-hmm. It was important what names were on what. And yeah. once the uh, the out-and-out out, uh, theft went away, and it then it was you know from, I don't know after World War Two on mm-hmm. it seems to be there's more there there's less um, straight up out and out thievery in uh, American music because the the majority of people got wise to how you had to play the game you know there was a there was such bigger uh, large metropolitan migration, right? So you didn't just have the rural dude who didn't know anything about contracts. I see, like, after World War II... If
0: you talk about the 60s, 50s and 60s, like, there was people getting ripped all the time. Oh,
1: of course, but I'm saying that it wasn't it was more the ripping off that you see still today. It's the more institutionalized.
0: So it wasn't the guy just going to like the back country and like getting like someone ripped. It didn't matter necessarily
1: where it came from. I'm just saying that you have to look at that kind of stuff by through technology.
0: Of course. Yeah. So if
1: you take the invention of the Victrola, to then radio, mm-hmm. to then the mass production of vinyl as a commodity, something you could sell. instead yeah, and of even the like, streaming
0: now, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, all, and then all the way now, it, yeah. for
1: sure. But that's what I mean as in, like, post-World War II, there was a different... Music was commodified in a different way from then on that had never been... I mean, I guess you could say in the 20s it definitely... Had its first start being commodified in that way. Do you but, think
0: that's a byproduct of the uh, industrialization of World War II and like what that and what that heavy push in militarized, militarized like industrial?
1: I mean, yeah, it was leading that way. Mm-hmm. But I'm um, I'm definitely not uh, anywhere close to knowing as knowing enough to say. I just use it as a date to uh, yeah. as a as a definite time of you know world war one and world war two i always try to use as these little breaks and devastating factors that were a good time pieces to say before and after because they were these little year breaks where the world kind of took a break from normal mm-hmm. um, um capitalism in a way and
0: then uh, and then after you know a new a new thing was it was it was like an apocalypse in a way of like a death and a in totally. a rebirth yeah a way yeah
1: two early deaths in the in the century
0: yeah it's wild man have you listened to that dan carlin hardcore history about world Mm -mm. War one bro it goes so this dude goes from the very beginning to the very end about all the politics every each battle like each Mm -hmm. like famous battle and just this in-depth research on like the whole thing highly recommended on tour, on the road, I think you can just download them online. Mm-hmm. You go to Dan Carlin Hardcore History. Shout out Dan Carlin. I don't know why I looked up to the <laughs> corner of the room, but uh, he's he's up there watching. Um, us. But yeah, for for being on the road, uh, like two that. tours ago in Europe, I listened to it. While okay. I was, and that was a crazy thing being in Europe, going on trains through like you the know the middle reds. of nowhere, and listening to the history of this war and just thinking about that time period at that is is pretty wild man. Um so speaking of war, should we go to a uh not an anti-war song but someone who is definitely anti-war. John? J- sure. Jaw Lemon. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Jaw Lemon. Uh this track is Nobody Loves You When You're Down and Out in parenthesis. Um Obviously. Go ahead, sorry.
1: He knew it. He knew it.
0: Everybody knew it. Everybody knows Ja Lemon. And uh, so this is his track, Nobody Loves You.
3: Nobody loves you, when you're down and out. Nobody sees you, when you're on cloud nine. Everybody's hustling for a buck and a dime. I'll scratch your back and you.
0: So that was John Lennon. I like to call him John Lemon. I don't know. I think, I think that would be a dope uh, reggae cover album of John Lennon songs. I think maybe I'll do that. Speaking of reggae covers, what happened to that single that I did the uh, dub remix for?
1: Ran out of money. Oh yeah. Did it ever get pressed up? Nope. Not even close. But what? we're gonna do a digital release. But. Uh... Just things kept a rolling, and nothing actually. That's kind of the way it's been the last uh, this year, pretty yeah. much. Also, you know, my business partner Dan Rudman had mm-hmm. a uh, him and his wife had a their firstborn baby son.
0: Oh yeah, so that definitely is a
1: prioritized uh, endeavor. Yeah, and I was traveling a bunch, and then trying to just get more and more songs like that. Cause yeah, that, that session, and then having you make that dub mix of that song really kind of open up the doors to that weird album I started in New York mm-hmm. that had a bunch of other friends on it and then that led to Rail Sing being a different album and so it's kind of thinking that way at the beginning of the year yeah, I wanted to release that um, and making the video for that song kind of got me started back into working again. Yeah. Oftentimes it seems, especially since I don't have a label, a real legitimate label now, Mm -hmm. uh, with their own time schedule, a lot of the beginning ideas get passed over because then it just keeps going and then that's old and there's something else. Yeah.
0: I understand that. I just actually finished this record that I started when I was in Paris, like 2015. And I started when I was there and then i just kept trying to revisit it Mm -hmm. and it just like why am i revisiting this like i have so much new shit yeah and then finally i actually when i was in san francisco this last time i was like i'm finishing the record and uh my buddy has a bunch of keyboards in my old studio at our old house um so i just went up there and just went to work mixed it up and finished it it was like oh dude it's so great when you're ready you're ready yeah it's true it is it is and um
1: yeah, when you're ready, you're ready. Don't so, worry, get steady. Should we not Tom Waits? You want to knock? No. Now I'm gonna stick with that because that's off his last album that he released and it's a beautiful song. So we should not Tom Waits. We should Tom we should we should not wait. <laughs> Tom Wait, should, Tom Waits. Yeah, I think he's. I I would like that. What what else we got on there?
0: So we got. Well, you picked Tom Waits to be next, mm-hmm. and then we got Drop these- in
1: My Life. It's a great Beatles song. The, you know, it's the cool thing about that song is mm-hmm. if you for the I've been listening to that song my whole life. Oh man! But yeah. I just noticed a, a week ago that the mix when you listen to it in your earbudders, mm-hmm. you all the drums, mm-hmm. the uh, guitar uh, riff and the bass is in your left ear and all the vocals are in your right ear. And they it's really cool... did get weird with the, mi- See, with, the I, with the panning. But I don't know if they did that or if they did that in like 2012 when they remastered it. I don't know when that came about but whoever decided that whether it was an original stereo mix that they did back in the day What year was or, it? It was that Rubber Salsa so it was like 65.
0: So they were probably still mono was still I thing. don't know. Yeah. That's I,
1: for you to look up, but for all the people, mm-hmm. what it, it's, it's a cool experience.
0: Well, let's see, because this is a version ripped from YouTube.
1: You think it's going to do it?
0: I don't know. We'll see. Um, What are you ripping from YouTube for? Because I don't have any money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I I own that song. We got we all I mean, I bought that record so I can give you all these songs. I own well, I all these I bought this music. record
0: too. You know, I have this record. Like so, I bought in this record, yes.
1: So what's the best
0: This is a convenience thing. So in order oh, to keep time. this in a timeline Oh, ah, okay. Yeah, so I, I basically will rip the songs from YouTube. Um, hopefully YouTube doesn't hear this and then come down on me with the iron fist of licensing and copyright. Really yeah, let's do it. Fuck it. It'll be good for my career. <laughs> let's. Don't sued. say
1: let's. I'm not involved with the YouTube. I'm not involved with in this. <laughs> this. This is an owl. I'm speaking lover. solely for <laughs> owl lover and the Elevated <laughs> Transmissions podcast.
0: Um, no, but I do that just in the in the effort of uh, you know because a lot of these like confirmations are pretty time sensitive. Obviously, you got to go. Um, I got to move out of tour. my house yeah you got things to do, so in order for me to, to I'm out on the street tomorrow al well um I wish you well <laughs> <laughs> thank you if you ever want to sleep on this couch, you're more than welcome.
1: Wow, thank you very much, al even though you might it. have nightmares, well, you know this is um this you know I'm no stranger to night terrors. <laughs> yes, my brother let's uh let's listen to the Beatles. <laughs> okay, you oh, don't like life. Tom Waits.
0: I love Tom Waits. I was trying to make a pun. It oh. was a, it was a bad pun though. When puns go wrong.
1: <laughs> That's so the that, is that the name of my autobiography.
0: <laughs> I think it, I think we've I think we've coined it. Uh, but no, this is a good follow up to to John. We can do the Beatles and then move on to Tom Waits. Okay. So let's do this. This is one of my favorite songs. I can't not listen to the song and like kind of tear up yeah
1: I think uh, that's why I chose this is the one I get into the car with uh, when I just need a little some sympathy
0: when your iPod turns on and knows exactly what time it is
1: <sighs> yeah
3: there are places <laughs>
0: That song for me. Uh, have you ever heard the Johnny Cash version where he did with the no. uh, Rick Rubin uh, recordings of that song, "Man"? It's better than the Beatles.
1: Hey, I believe all three of those records that he did with just him and the guitar. I love in it. Any, I love all that stuff. Those American recordings yeah, are uh, they're incredible. That's just big best. ups to Rick for seeing that. Good job, Rick. Big
0: up Rick Rubin, man. Getting
1: off the couch, making some making some new funky monks out of some old dogs.
0: If anyone out there doesn't know who Rick Rubin is, please do a Google search immediately. Uh, it'll change your life. But yeah, man, like that version that Johnny Cash does of that, for me, it sounds like he's writing it or like, like he's singing it for uh, June Carter Cash. You know, like mm-hmm. this like the fucking true love in mm-hmm. his voice when he's singing it, it's, oh, I believe it. it's brain-chattering.
1: I'll have to check that out Yeah That's gonna be That's gonna be a tearjerker Later on, Probably in the Put Southern the tip of Utah And you know, know, I'll oh. say Hey Julian Will you look up something Al told me uh, Cashed it up And we're probably gonna Tear up to that For you Al I
0: um That's gonna make me tear up yeah. Oh shit Shit
1: Just move on man We're just Keep it moving That's the thing Goddamn about it. podcasts Without any rules man There's nothing to break
0: Alright we can't Tom wait <laughs> We gotta keep on moving on Damn it <laughs> All right. So the next one is uh, Tom Waits, New Year's Eve. Uh, this, this is gonna-
1: a great song, a tearjerker for me. It has oh, a sp- yeah. th- this album uh, from uh, Bad Is Me mm-hmm. came out. Uh, my buddy uh, Peter Grimm played this album for me for the first time, driving down from San Francisco to L.A. and Ty's car to look mm-hmm. for a house in L.A. This is before the Great Migration. All right. So I this record for sentimental reasons there's so many great songs in this record Tom if you're out there which I know you are
0: yeah he's out there in California out in Vallejo or
1: somewhere well done
0: yeah well done Tom New Year's Eve by Tom Waits
6: The was open I was seething Your mother burst in, it was freezing. She said, It looks like it's trying to rain. I was lost, I felt seasick. You convinced me that he left. You said, Keep talking, but don't use any names. I scolded your driver.
0: Said it on a mic.
1: (laughs) I probably have. I don't know.
0: What were you gonna say, man?
1: Just that there was there was a it was a it was a tough time in my life. I had no idea what I was going to do Mm -hmm. to the point of not caring, and then taking it, trying to take it even one step further, but didn't because of this album knowing that here's Tom Waits at whatever age he was at in 2013 or 2012, whenever this album came out, writing, in my opinion at the time, the best songs that I'd ever heard from him. Mm -hmm. And also about a year before that, I had heard his first album for the first time. Mm -hmm. And those songs were so beautiful and and meant a lot to me and then to have knowing his whole life is in between there and here i am yeah as this silly kid who can't make up his mind if he wants to be here or not Mm -hmm. and listening to a a master of what just time you know like the song he did on the record called last leaf with him and keith richards Mm -hmm. uh it's about being the last leaf on the tree and it's just you know for him to have picked Keith to sing on that song he, I mean, Keith's, Keith's beautiful background That's vocals poignant. yeah beautiful guitar playing and then the songs being so perfect it just gave me hope in my own uh, sorrow because it was nothing new and it's never gonna change you just keep writing
0: can I say one thing
1: of course I mean this is your show Al I'd love for you to say something
0: Tom waits for no man
1: <laughs> there it is <laughs> that's the one that's the one okay
0: um yeah tom wait you know that his the first i got first introduced uh the record he did on epitaph yeah uh which i can't remember what it was called but uh I remember my buddy that we had deemed yeti shout outs to yeti um he had this record and it was you know it was when tom waits went into that more he I think he had already kind of moved away from the more jazzy, smoky, kind of like lounge kind of thing uh-huh. into the more gruff experimentalism. Yeah. And so that was kind of how I was introduced to him and then went back and heard the more jazzy stuff. And uh, But yeah, I mean.
1: It's a tough one to introduce, I think, uh, musically. You know, it's like, uh, where, where do you start? It's like, yeah. uh, you know, it's a, he's a Bowie or a Dylan or, you know, there's a, a Marky Smith or, uh you know, if someone says, What Fall album should I buy? I don't know. What yeah. Tom Waits album should I buy? I don't know. Yeah. Listen to it all.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing of it. Like you say, someone that, that went from that, you know, his first record to his last record and had this whole career. It's someone that wasn't willing to compromise and was also willing to to change in their own way and grow and, you know, take those pathways when they were open to them in terms of like, okay, this isn't something new that I need to, as an artist kind of discover and look into other than just be like this, like, let's just crank out the same record, you know? um,
1: Yeah. He made it relative to his life, similar to a jazz musician or a lot of other uh, or uh, Curtis Mayfield, you
0: know, anybody that really truly is, doesn't have that fear to 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 actually live, live and and to grow and to and to let that kind of like that uh, personal apocalypse happen, that death and rebirth and like you know what I'm saying yeah. and, and that constant cycle of of growth as
1: a, I as think a any, artist and a human. Yeah, I think any artist and most humans do. Uh, that's that's a that's a that's a plus. Yeah, with a lot of downsides. <laughs>
0: uh, I mean, I mean, I I think that it's completely neutral. I think it's kind of how you mm. view them and how and you react to, to it. it. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. It's up to the the person to determine if it's positive or negative. But um, yeah, I mean, Tom Waits, though, man, it's it, it's a game changer. And you know, have you ever seen what's the Jarmouche movie where uh, it's the three prisoners?
1: Down by Law Down
0: by Law it's a good film too he's a hell of an actor too yeah he
1: was also in uh, Mystery Men
0: what's Mystery Men
1: it was a uh, 90's that, uh, that superhero movie mm-hmm. with. Whoa, check really? it out he's a good actor
0: I saw yeah he is a good actor man a man of my buddy waited on him one time
1: I'm not right gonna San say San
0: Francisco it. oh no he waited on so it was uh, it was this old restaurant that I used to work at it was like a um what, what fuck was it, it. Elvis Costello and Tom Waits at, at the at same a restaurant table in San Francisco. Holy smokes! I was really jealous that it, I wasn't the one waiting that table. would <laughs> have been cool. He said they were both cool as shit. I, I bet they yeah. were. I mean, yeah. How can you deny it? Was Jarmusch
1: um, fil- f- filming them? Just smoking. <laughs> I wish.
0: Have you seen any of those interviews with uh, Jarmouche and Iggy Pop talking about the new documentary? No, I'm sure they're awesome, dude. It's so cute. They're like just like so into each other yeah <laughs> it's, just, it's
1: just so fucking funny man um, I, they, I hope they are that's, that's beautiful
0: yeah no it, it is really cool you can see that they are they have like the most like admiration for each other but just love each other as that's like cool. people you know yeah. it's really cool um, so let's go back to the, we had the trifecta going on y'all we had the Harry Nilsson um, I'll Be Home a little earlier and now we got uh, So Long Dad and Living Without You we're just gonna block it this is the first block okay so um, this is a Nilsson block And I'm uh, just going to play these Couple songs in a row And then move on to the last um, Remaining track um, But yeah, so I think we had already Kind of discussed Nilsen A bit earlier Let's So we maybe just go ahead and rock
3: Huh? <laughs> streets are not much cleaner and the quaint old south side scenery is quaint no more just older than before go up the stairs and down the son is home, Dad, and he's found a girl Well, she's the greatest girl in all the world I think you like her, Dad, I hope you do But if you don't, that's all right, too What's new? Do you still work at the drugstore, is that true? Still polishing the same floor I miss my good old dad No, I won't be staying here, Dad Come and see us, Papa, when you can There'll always be a place for my old man Just drop by when it's convenient to Be sure and call before you do So long, Dad The sun up, and the paper hits the door, and the subway shakes my floor, and I think about you. Time to face the dawn and grey of another lonely day. It's so hard living without you. It's so hard.
6: It's so
5: hard.
6: It's so.
3: But I ain't about to Nothing's gonna happen Nothing's gonna change It's so hard living without you
1: Personal, man. That's personal. That's right, the so real stuff. You can't put the real stuff on the puck because they shut you down, man. You're too revolutionary, <laughs> bro. <laughs> no, no, no. You can't be too revolutionary.
6: Eh, it's
1: debatable. But, uh,
0: so that was, yeah, that was the, that was the, the Nilsson block. Um, so long, dad, and living without you, both from the Nilsson plays Newman. And, um, yeah, I guess, uh, my man, Ryan, has to run. He's about to be homeless, and he's going to the West Coast. You're about to go yeah, do a run over a there? Yeah, a slow
1: way to San Francisco and uh, taking the real slow way back. Yeah.
0: You're yeah, going to we'll kick f- it in California for a little bit?
1: We'll see. Uh, it's a beautiful place, man. Julian's flying home on the 28th, so will okay. just be me out there with the car. So I'll either just kind of slowly follow Julian back or, um, I don't know.
0: Get yourself a horse, ride on back.
1: Maybe uh, go down to the... Go down to Florida And maybe get involved In some spring training And see if I can make The big leagues this year
0: You've been working hard
1: We'll see if it pays up
0: I hope it does <laughs> <laughs> So We're gonna We're gonna take it out On, a, on an Eno tip it's One of my Personal heroes Non-musician that's the thing I remember I hear I remember hearing that he was like yeah I'm a non like he qualified himself as a non musician or mm-hmm. thought of himself and for me that's how I think of myself because I don't know how to play music but I know how to make it mm-hmm. and that's a thing that I think is really cool about you know and especially his early rock and roll stuff is that you know he just had an idea mm-hmm. and he figured it out and he did it and some of the most beautiful shit
1: well before this one I gotta give out a, a shout Let's hear it. To my buddy, Neil, who I've known, obviously known about Brian Eno for a little, really long time just because all the people I grew up around in Dallas, mm-hmm. when we first started playing, they were obsessed with Brian Eno. And they were so obsessed with Brian Eno that I skipped over him because it was their thing. But You then, were anti.
0: You were being anti. Yeah, of course. You yeah, know. That's I, I roll.
1: I dabbled with punk. <laughs> 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 and... uh um, you know, I guess it was six, seven, eight, eight months ago now, mm-hmm. I saw Neil and he was coming into work and I was drinking some coffee outside and he said, what's up? And we started talking and he, he had been reading Brian's book, um, at the Ooh. time. And so he was like, but he was also very into his music and I said, you know what, give me three. Brian Eno, because everything he was saying from the this book mm-hmm. that described a lot of his personal opinions on recording and stuff, everything Neil was telling me about that he was stoked on at the moment was right on where I was at. Okay. It was interesting. So I said, just give me three Eno albums and I'll download them and check them out. And he mm-hmm. gave me um, Warm Jets, uh, uh, Another Green World, and... Uh, stra- taking Tiger Mountain by Strategy, mm-hmm. I think it's a full one. I
0: mean, yeah, those are three of the four. And yeah, then there's right. The, there's uh, the Before and After Science. And okay. those were his four. And then Before and After Science is where he started going into the, the ambient um, stuff. I think. Okay. And so I think that's w- what and he told me. Green he told
1: me those four, and mm-hmm. I only got those three. Okay. But those were other albums that I was kind of camping out. In between jobs, because I was doing some dishes and a little bit of uh landscape, my buddy and I didn't want to always drive back to Cedar Creek, so I used to sleep at Studium on this cot, mm-hmm. and I would I would listen to those albums over and over, on headphones specifically, and yeah, when you see, especially this song is a perfect example of, the 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 there's the song laid out and you can tell that it was done by other just one person or a few very few musicians mm-hmm. this is what i knew without even hearing about how it was actually done then finding out that it was done a lot of ways with like just phil collins on drums and rip on the guitar and then mm-hmm. brian that was just another thing to be like oh man you if you have the ideas and you have the uh, the creativity and the openness to catch them and then you have the smarts to just figure out the best way to Get it down, mm-hmm. oh, so cool. We're just experiment, really cool and see stuff. what comes out. Yeah, same thing. I mean, that's oh, cool. Okay, I gotta go. Shit, I gotta go now.
0: All right, we're going. Uh, <laughs> Brian's going, and Brian, Brian is Enoing and this is on some faraway beach. Which I hope that you'll end up in Florida on some faraway beach, enjoying yourself with a trying pina colada. Trying to make it. No, no pina
1: coladas, dude. I'll be taking grounders. I'll be wearing a cup. <laughs> Sometimes you've got to take
0: a break <laughs> from the practice, though, man. Mm-mm. All right. You're a hardworking man, Ryan Samble. I appreciate you. Thank you for stopping Ow, by. Thanks for having me. It's a oh, handshake. Man, it's always a pleasure. Handshake I, happening I wish you now. well on your tour, and uh, we'll see you next time. Ryan Sambl, um, formerly of the Strange Boys, now currently of his own name uh, as a singer-songwriter. He's traveling. He's a rambling man. And I asked him um, what he's got going on or if he wanted me to shout anything out, and this is what he said. Nah, just keep an ear to the sky and watch where you're going. Which I think is great advice for anybody out there in the world. You want to project your mind to the future, but stay in the present. And um, yeah, wise words from old Ryan. But uh, yeah, he's uh, he's leaving. It's kind of a brief uh, interview because he had to go. He's uh, on the road again, and I'm sure he couldn't wait to get on the road again off to California which that tour will be over by the time you hear this but um, that's okay I hope you went and checked him out and when he comes through your town um, with just a old guitar case and um, the shirt on his back I hope you give him a listen possibly a place to stay if he needs it he's a good dude so yeah, shouts out to Ryan for coming through I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, Yeah, it was fun. He's an entertaining guy, and uh, I think it went well. Great selections, lots of classics, classic cuts. Um, So, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll see y'all next time. This is Al Lover with the Elevated Transmissions podcast. Peace be with you.